0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson.
1: Hey, folks. Uh, We're back. We're back.
0: We took a little break.
1: Yeah, I took a break of my immune system.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we saw in Enterprise, there's no cure for the common cold, even in the future.
1: Yeah, I remember I was uh, talking to you when I was sick, or... Yeah, I think I was sick at the time, and I said, Oh, I need Dr. Phlox. And you had to remind me that as we've seen on Enterprise they can't cure the common cold. <laughs> so anyways. So just um, bed rest and,
0: you know, that sort of stuff.
1: hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I did wish there for a moment though I could get um you know put into some kind of deep freeze pod like Khan and his guys from original series. Um but no. No such <laughs> luck. No, you just have to suffer through it. Yeah. But I uh, know. Yeah, we're back. You're feeling and, better uh, now, though. Oh yeah, I'm feeling better. I'm like, uh, I I was on like one quarter impulse power, <laughs> and now I'm warp five. We gotta be careful though, because you know it's a warp five engine in here. But apparently, if you try to go warp five, the ship starts to fall apart. <laughs>
0: It has the so. potential to go Warp 5. It doesn't yeah. mean you should go Warp 5 all
1: the time. <laughs> you just got to be careful. Use your Warp 5 sparingly, folks. Yeah, so uh, anything uh, interesting going on? Uh, been up E3, to anything.
0: E3's been going on. Yeah. Uh, Sony, at their conference, showed No Man's Sky, and uh, that's a really cool space game. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of Star Trek as you're exploring new planets.
1: Well, I mean, it is. It's like brave new worlds, strange new worlds. New worlds in general, they're, like, procedurally generated. I think that would be a really cool element to have in a Star Trek game, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, given that it is all about exploring and finding new worlds. So, I mean, I'm sure, you know, we could play it together and just pretend that it's Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> just with the voice chat, we'll just, you know, say Star trek things. Like, uh laser cannons? No, no, those are phaser banks. Yeah.
0: I was hoping they would announce Morpheus support for that game. Uh, but they barely touched on Morpheus at the conference, at the, uh, mm-hmm. Sony conference.
1: Yeah, that would be really cool. Have a full VR space exploration. Um, yeah, and other people are, companies are showing a lot of things. It's very, it's very cool time to be a gamer, that's for sure. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, but
0: no Star Trek games on the horizon.
1: No, unfortunately not. Um, But, you know, I, I don't think we've definitely, uh, I do not believe we have seen the last of Star Trek in games. Um, I'm just hopeful that whatever happens next, if they do something around the new track coming out, when is it 2017? Um, that it's different, different and, and better, not and or, different and better (laughs) than the, uh last Star Trek
0: game. Uh yeah, that uh Gears of War yeah, E slash uncharted slash not good. Uh
1: <laughs> yeah, the X ex- the uh the uh Gears of War cover based shooter type game. So mm-hmm. yeah, very uh very looking forward to something different from that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Um yeah, but we we saw a couple episodes of Star Trek Enterprise and uh we should probably talk about them.
1: Yeah, let's do it, man. These are the unique ones too, in that they're connected.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's start with season two, episode three, "Minefield." Original air date October second, two thousand two.
1: I thought we decided it's my field, not yours. No, no, it's it's mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I state the claim.
0: I state the claim on it before you All right, got you here. Can,
1: you can have the field. You can have the field.
0: Uh, good. You can have everything else, but I really want that field.
1: All right. It's tall years.
0: Um, episode begins when Reed enters the mess hall. Um, he enters Archer's dining room and meets Archer for breakfast. Uh, breakfast is Eggs Benedict. Uh, I'm a fan of Eggs Benedict myself. Um, Reed is visibly nervous. Archer assures him that they're not meeting about business. And uh, Archer tries to make some small talk about England making it to the finals of the World Cup. Uh, but Reed doesn't follow sports. Uh, Reed wants to talk business. Um, Archer gets a call from T'Pol, and they found a Minshar-class planet. So Archer and Reed awkwardly leave the dining room. Uh, the two enter the bridge, and Archer is eager to get down to the planet's surface to check things out. Uh, but suddenly, there's an explosion that destroys part of the Enterprise's saucer. Uh, that's the uh then it's the opening credits. Uh when the episode comes back on the bridge, things are in chaos. The lights are down, Hoshi is knocked out, uh it cuts to engineering where things are on fire. Uh Reed reports that seventeen people are down, but there are no fatalities, fortunately. Uh in Sick Bay, Flox is rushing around to check out uh, check on the uh, injured people. On the bridge, Mayweather detects something attached to the Enterprise. Uh, he puts it on screen, and it's a mine, because they went into a minefield. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reed volunteers to go out and defuse the mine. Archer orders Mayweather to use the quantum beacons that are attached to the grappler arm, the future technology that they use to find the cloaked Suliban vessel in the episode Shockwave Part 1. Uh they don't see anything since the beacons were designed to find cloaked sulaban ships, however. Meanwhile, Reed has suited up and he's uh going outside. On the bridge, Topal has modified the beacons and they see tons of mines decloak in front of them.
1: It's a it's a field of them, <laughs> if <Yeah>. you will.
0: <laughs> outside, uh Reed approaches the mine. He deduces that the mine has probably been in space for a while. It has magnetic spikes, two of which are locked onto the Enterprise's hull. There are also proximity sensors, but they're offline, which is why the mine didn't explode yet. On the bridge, Trip gives Archer a report of what's going on. Uh, Archer wants to detach the whole plating that the mine is connected to, just in case Reed can't defuse it. Tripp says that they can do it in three to four hours, but it's dangerous because it will expose the impulse manifold, and Archer decides to use that solution as a last resort. As Reed is opening up a panel on the mine, he sees a ship decloaking and approaching the Enterprise. On the bridge, T'Pol says that she has not seen a ship like this before, the ship hails Enterprise, but the Universal Translator can't lock onto its language. Uh, Archer calls Sickbay about Hoshi's condition, and she suffered a severe concussion and can't get back to work right away. Um, the ship fires a couple of warning shots. Archer wants Mayweather to fly out of the area. Uh, Mayweather uses maneuvering thrusters only so that they can navigate through the minefield. And this means Mayweather uses an actual joystick to control the ship. Uh, as they're flying, the mine gets jostled, and another spike emerges from the mine, piercing through Reed's leg and pinning him to the hull.
1: Yeah, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> for for him, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, he can't go anywhere, and he's got a big spike in his leg.
1: Yeah, I like the little uh, effect, though, when his suit sealed around it. That's yeah. pretty cool. Nice little detail.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want him to get sucked out into the vacuum of space. No. <laughs> Uh, Archer decides to go out and help Reed. In sick bay, Hoshi wants to help, but Flock says that she's in no condition to do so. Um, outside, Archer arrives to help Reed. Fortunately, Reed isn't bleeding out. Unfortunately, the spikes are armed too, so Archer can't just cut through the spike to free Reed. Uh, Archer wants to save both Reed and the ship, so he's not sure that they can execute Tripp's backup plan. Archer injects Reed with an anesthetic, and uh, Archer wants Reed to talk him through disarming the mine. In Sick bay, Hoshi is listening to the logs. She tells Paul and Tripp that the aliens were ordering them to leave. She listens to the second message. Uh, the aliens say that they've annexed the planet in the name of the Romulan Star Empire. Oh, well, we've
1: been hearing a lot about the Romulans, and here they are.
0: Yeah, I mean, we... As Star Trek fans, we would have identified the ships as Romulan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's nice. But to, to our heroes, yeah, yes. They, they didn't know. Um, <laughs> outside, Archer recognizes the name Romulan from when he was in the library with Daniels. Uh, T'Pol tells him that the Romulans are known for being aggressive, but the Vulcans haven't interacted with them directly. Archer goes back to dis- disarming the mine uh, following Reed's precise instructions. Archer makes some small talk because it calms his nerves. Uh Reed admits that he was nervous at breakfast because he had been trained not to fraternize with superior officers. Uh, okay.
1: I thought they were friends.
0: Well, uh, they're not I mean, it's uh, you know, there's a power mm-hmm. dynamic there. they're, they're not equals. Yeah. yeah. Um Archer responds that they have to rely on one another on this long term mission. Reed thinks bridge protocols have become too lax because Archer considers all of his senior officers' opinions, but Archer wants to hear what everyone has to say. Finally, Reed thinks Archer is not cautious enough when it comes to security. Reed talks about it being an honor to serve with Archer, and Archer won't hear his pessimistic talk. Uh, We know that Reed is a pessimist from the episode Shuttlepod 1. On the bridge, Mayweather has successfully gotten Enterprise out of the minefield. Outside, Archer continued to disarm the mine and make small talk with Reed. Uh, Archer wants to know why uh, Reed joined Starfleet instead of the Royal Navy, like his father and grandfather. Despite having grown up on water, uh, Reed has aquaphobia. Uh, more precisely, hmm. he has a fear of drowning. Uh, Reed talks about his great uncle who also had aquaphobia. Uh, His ship, a boat, not a starship, hit a mine, (laughs) but he stayed with the ship so that his crew could escape. Reed is prepared to sacrifice himself for the rest of the crew, uh, but Archer doesn't want to hear it. Suddenly, two Romulan ships appear. Uh, These ships hail the Enterprise via audio only. All the interactions are done only with audio. Uh, The Universal Translator is working. The Romulans know that the Enterprise crew is working to remove the hull plating that the mine is attached to, so they want them to hurry up and leave Romulan space. They know Reed is stuck outside, but they argue that it's just one crewman. The 82 others aboard the Enterprise will be fine. Uh, They will not tolerate espionage. Um, Those familiar with the Romulans know that uh, they're all about espionage. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, they really don't like it, or they like to do it.
0: Yes, but they don't don't like like
1: it being done to them. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Outside, Archer is just about to defuse the last detonation circuit. Suddenly, the mine begins to rearm. It turns out that Archer accidentally activated a sub-detonator, and they can't disarm that. Reed wants Archer to leave, and Archer wants to find out a solution. So Reed takes the decision out of Archer's hands by pulling out his own air hose. Uh, It drains Reed's air supply, so Archer gives Reed some of his air.
1: He does not play air supply.
0: No, (laughs) unfortunately. Uh, Archer goes back on board the Enterprise. He tells Sepal and Reed that they're going to detach the plating, but that he's going with Reed. Uh, he'll need two shuttlepod hatches first. However, outside the hull plating detaches with Reed and Archer aboard it. Uh, the two Romulan ships decloak again. They do not respond to hails and they start charging their weapons. On the hull, uh, Archer is quickly cutting through the spike as the mine rearms. Uh, Archer and Reed fly off and use the shuttlepod hatches as shields as the mine explodes. They get back on board the Enterprise, and the Enterprise warps away. In the launch bay, Reed and Archer discuss how long it was until the mine exploded. Reed says it was ten. Archer says it was twenty, and that's an order. Uh, <laughs> Flocks to Paul and Trip enter the launch bay as the episode ends.
1: Um, I it was one of these situations where I I liked the episode, but it. I don't think a lot happened. And and, and it <laughs> that, you know what I mean? It's
0: becoming a common theme with enterprise, right?
1: Yeah. Like it I, I I would say almost less happened in this than um the episode on RISA. The two days and two nights. Is that did I get that one right? Yeah, that's Um right. yeah, I wanna say that um that actually less happened. I mean it was it was all about um, this minefield and and Reed getting pinned to the ship, basically. Uh, so it really did feel like uh, the first part of a two part episode, um, which I'm not really sure that's it's not quite what these two episodes we just watched are, I guess, technically, but they are connected. Yeah. But it's not like they said to be continued. It wasn't a total cliffhanger. Right. This episode or anything.
0: This episode's purpose was to delve more into Reed's character.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and I definitely like that. I definitely like anything on any Star Trek show that, you know, delves more into uh, a character that I like, um, no, so I qualified that. (laughs) I, I, I didn't say, you know, for instance, it's going to, you know, delve into Neelix's personal life or something. I know Neelix isn't on here. I'm just obsessed. I don't like that guy. (laughs) Yeah.
0: He's not good.
1: (laughs) No, no offense to the actor, but, uh, no Neelix. Um, but no, I, I, I mean, it was one of those, it was one of the, the enterprise stories where I felt like, uh, I felt like it could have been done in, like, a half-hour episode. Um, and been, you know, just as good. Mm. Um, but, yeah, what did you think?
0: I think it was good to get that character development. It was interesting to see Archer interact with a different crew member other than Trip or T'Pol. Um mm-hmm. He hangs out with those two a lot. <laughs> um, I'm still waiting for a Mayweather episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, it feels like Reed's gotten... A couple episodes, at least, by now.
1: Yeah, Mayweather really hasn't been the focus of anything,
0: mm-hmm. if you think about it. Um, uh, involving the Romulans was a nice touch, uh, and it was a good bit of continuity in that they never saw the Romulans, because mm-hmm. the Federation didn't see the Romulans until Classic Trek.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but we now know that they were aware, at least, of the Romulans, so.
0: Right. Uh, the Romulans behaved uh, kind of nicely, actually. Though they were giving I mean, warning shots and just like yeah. get out of here. They didn't. Yeah, they
1: they definitely could have been total d-, d bags.
0: Yeah, they didn't start shooting Enterprise directly. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, uh, it was a okay episode. It wasn't mm-hmm. great, but I enjoyed it while I was watching it. It moved along at a pretty good pace.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say it wasn't like oh wow, this is just you know, totally dragging. I, I can't stand this, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, not, not the, not the greatest, not the worst.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not a very memorable episode, uh, mm-hmm. other than the Romulans showed up. Uh, yeah. but you know, it, it was fine. Yeah. And, yeah. and as far as Enterprise goes, you know, if you can get an episode that's fine, that's pretty good so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Enterprise, so far has been really good at season premieres and season finales. Although we've Mm -hmm. only seen one finale so far. Yeah. But, um, both those really stood out and the stuff in between it's, you know, hit or miss.
1: Yeah. Kind of up and down. A wavy all around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I'm hoping that, um, episodes that don't involve the temporal cold war will start being really good. Um, Mm -hmm. Usually when the Temporal Cold War starts getting tied in, it's like, oh, this is getting interesting.
1: Yeah, this is going to be good.
0: Yeah. So having uh, episodes aside from those be good would be nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, but like we said earlier, um, this episode is actually has a partner episode that we also watched.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that after we take a little break. Sounds good. Next Wednesday on UPN. Enterprise discovers a repair station that works
1: miracles. Something doesn't smell right. But the service comes at a terrible cost. He's dead. Tell me what happened.
0: Life support's failing. If we don't disengage soon, we'll be incinerated.
1: Get us out of here. All new Enterprise, next Wednesday at 8, 7 central on UPN.
0: And we're back. Uh, Let's talk about Star Trek Enterprise Season 2, Episode 4, Dead Stop. Original air date, October 9th, 2002, and this is kind of a continuation of the previous episode. Um, The episode opens on a shuttle pod flying over the damaged Enterprise. Uh, Captain. it is damaged. Captain Starlog, it's been four days since the incident at the Romulan minefield. Inside the shuttle pod, Archer and Trip are assessing the damage. Trip needs tritanium alloy to seal the breaches in the ship. And even if they found it, it would take three or four months to repair. Uh, Right now, they can only go up to warp two, maybe 2.1. But that puts them a decade away from Jupiter station. So Archer decides to send an SOS uh, opening credits. When the episode comes back, uh, it's... In sickbay, Reed is going through rehab on his leg. Uh, Flux tells him that he won't return to duty in a week or possibly two. Uh, Archer is in his ready room with Porthos when he gets a call from T'Pol telling him that someone has answered the distress call. Uh, on the bridge, T'Pol tells Archer that a f- uh freighter has hailed them. The connection is weak, but Enterprise got coordinates to a repair station. The repair station is three and a half days away at warp two, and Archer wants to check it out. The Enterprise approaches the repair station. Uh, Archer tries hailing, but there's no response. Trip says that they might be able to salvage some parts. T'Pol tells Archer that there's a liquid helium atmosphere aboard the station, and the temperature is 270 degrees below zero. Suddenly, there's a bright light, and T'Pol explains that it's a biomolecular probe. The station starts transforming to fit the Enterprise. T'Pol notes that the atmosphere is changing aboard the station. It's now a warmer oxygen-nitrogen atmosphere. Hoshi says there's no response to hails, however. Uh, They have no choice, so they dock with the station. Archer, T'Pol, and Trip board the station. They enter a bright white hallway, like something out of the movie 2001. Mm -hmm. In one of the rooms, they see a 3D map of the Enterprise. Every piece of damage has been analyzed, including the scratch on the hull that happened when Archer and Trip, uh, in the inspection pod, uh, bumped into Enterprise in the pilot episode.
1: Yeah, it's a nice callback.
0: Archer notes that all the readouts are in English. Uh, Additionally, he sees a scan of Reed and his left leg where it's injured. The uh, computer tells the weigh team that the analysis has completed and they must select a method of compensation. They can give the station three warp coils, five deuterium injectors, or 200 liters of warp plasma. Hmm. Uh, Trip tells them that they can spare the plasma. The repairs will take 34.2 Earth hours. Archer agrees to the terms, and the repairs begin. The station opens up a recreation facility while they wait.
1: Man, this place has just got everything. Yeah. Yeah, I want to take my car.
0: (laughs) Archer, T'Pol, and Trip enter the recreation facility. There's nothing but a bunch of tables and chairs and a window from which they can see the Enterprise being repaired. T'Pol notices that the table houses a matter-energy converter, a.k.a. a replicator. Hey, Topal test it's all tests it by getting a cold glass of water, and trip tries the pan-fried catfish, his favorite food.
1: And uh, it somehow knows what that is.
0: Yeah, the station knows how to make this dish because it's scanned the enterprise's database. Uh Archer is uncomfortable with the station taking their information without asking.
1: <laughs> it's like a, a modern cybersecurity thriller.
0: Yeah. And uh he doesn't, he doesn't like it, so he goes back to no. the Enterprise.
1: <laughs> I'm going out of here.
0: Uh, taking it and going home. The station is repairing the damaged sections of the Enterprise. In sickbay, a device is emitting a beam at Reed's injured leg. Flox uh, is impressed at how quickly it's healing him. The device finishes and then vanishes, and Flox notes that even the scar is gone. Reed tries standing up, and he feels no pain. Uh, In Archer's ready room, T'Pol gives Archer the repair schedule. Archer tells her that the station has even repaired the squeak in his floor. (gasps) They
1: finally... (laughs) There was a point to all that.
0: (laughs) He explains to her about the concept of gremlins. Uh, She notices that uh, Archer is troubled about the situation.
1: It's kind of weird.
0: He thinks the repairs are too cheap, and he wants to know where the station's builders went something doesn't smell right to him
1: I'm, I'm with him on this one
0: for the first time you're with archer
1: yeah yeah i gotta say this episode finally did it <laughs> uh
0: in the station's recreation facility the enterprise crews enjoying the meals uh reed and trip are impressed by the station trip says that this technology could mean that starfleet could have ships that could repair and maintain themselves, and that they wouldn't need chi- uh, they wouldn't need chief engineers or technical officers. Uh oh. Uh, Trip wants to find the station's computers. Uh, after all, it would have to be pretty big, considering that the Enterprise's computer is three decks high. But the only place that the station's computer could be in is in a room that's half the size of the recreation facility. Mm-hmm. Trip really wants to go see it. Uh, so badly, in fact, that he convinces Reed to go along on his expedition through a cooling duct. In Mayweather's quarters, Mayweather gets a call from Archer to meet Archer in the off-limits launch bay one. Meanwhile, Trip and Reed are crawling through the cooling ducts when an alarm sounds, and the two are transported off the station and onto the Enterprise's bridge. Uh, in launch bay one, Mayweather enters and looks around for Archer. He sees a damaged console. In Archer's ready room, Archer is chewing out Tripp and Reed. Uh, They're restricted to quarters until further notice. As they're leaving, however, Archer asks if they found anything interesting in the ducks. Uh, T'Pol calls and tells him to go to Launch Bay 1. In Launch Bay 1, Flox is examining Mayweather, who is on the floor. Flox tells Archer that Mayweather is dead.
1: Dun-dun-dun!
0: Well, I guess we won't be getting any Mayweather stories from now on. Yeah,
1: exactly. I didn't want to spoil that <laughs> for anyone.
0: <laughs> uh, Mayweather's body is taken out to Launch Bay 1. Uh, Phlox will do a postmortem. Trip examines the damaged console and tells Archer that it looks like Mayweather was doing something when the console overloaded. Archer is understandably upset. Uh, Topal had informed the crew that Launch Bay 1 was off-limits. Trip and Reed saw Mayweather on the station talking with Hoshi. Uh, Archer tells them to check comm logs to see if Mayweather talked to anyone, and he wants security details outside every off-limit area. Uh, Archer goes to the repair station. He tells the computer about Mayweather's death, and he wants to know if the computer has a record of what happened in Launch Bay 1. In Sick Bay, Flox is performing the postmortem. Uh Hoshi enters and she wants to say goodbye. She was hoping his death was one of his practical jokes. Um Flox mm. tries to comfort her by telling her that he probably felt very little pain because an isolytic shock instantly impairs the nervous system. But that's when he notices something odd. Mm. Archer enters Mayweather's quarters. Reed tells him that it doesn't look like Mayweather used the comm system. Uh, he did find a letter that Mayweather was writing to his sister. Archer feels guilty about postponing his breakfast with Mayweather last week. Uh, Reed hasn't been able to contact Mayweather's parents yet. Phlox calls and asks Archer to go to sick bay right away. In sick bay, Phlox tells Archer that the body is not actually Mayweather. It's a replica. Uh, Phlox knows it's a replica because the microbes uh, in the uh, Rigelian fever vaccine are all dead. The microbes thrive on isolytic energy, so they should have multiplied when Mayweather was shocked. Phlox believes that the real Mayweather was taken and replaced by this replica. Archer and Hoshi enter the bridge. Archer wants Reed to get to the computer core. Once the repairs have finished, Trip carts the warp Plasma onto the station. Before paying, Trip complains about the repairs to the station's computer, and he refuses to pay. Uh, Obviously, he's buying time. Yeah. Meanwhile, Archer, T'Pol, and Reed enter the cooling vent. Reed goes forward and trips the alarm. A door closes in front of Reed, and he is transported to the Enterprise's bridge. Archer and T'Pol have scanned the alarm system, and they both fire their phase pistols at it. This puts the station on alert. T'Pol tries hacking the door open, but she opts to just shoot it instead. (laughs) Archer and T'Pol proceed onward. They end up in a dark and dirty room that is stacked with bodies. The bodies are hooked up to a device in the center of the room. Uh, The body's vital organs are okay, but the people have suffered severe neurological damage. Uh, I noticed that one of the bodies is a Klingon.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a bunch of different uh, alien races in there. I
0: think there was a Vulcan in there too. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: the synaptic pathways have been integrated into the computer core. And uh, T'Pol finds Mayweather outside the station, clamps onto the Enterprise, and starts overriding the command functions. Archer and T'Pol carry Mayweather out and onto the Enterprise, where Phlox is waiting. Archer and T'Pol enter the bridge, where they discover that everything is shutting down. Uh, Malcolm, I think it's time we deliver our payment, Archer says. And Reed detonates an explosive attached to the warp plasma canisters. Uh, it eventually ignites the warp plasma and the station starts to explode. Unfortunately, the Enterprise is still attached to the station. Uh, mm-hmm. They have no choice but to fire torpedoes at the arm, keeping it in place. They fire and then escape as the station is destroyed. In Sick Bay, Archer and Paul visit Mayweather. Flox shows them an interface that was attached to Mayweather's head. It's designed to convert neural impulses into binary code. Mayweather's brain was being used to enhance the processing power of the station's computer. Mayweather is concerned about all the other people they left behind. Flox tells them that they had been there for years and that the damage to their brains was irreversible. Archer tells Mayweather to show up to the captain's mess at o eight hundred for breakfast. Meanwhile, the station starts to repair itself. Uh oh. And that's the end of the episode.
1: Yeah. So, proto Borg. It's the What's Borg. Going on here? It's
0: got to be the Borg.
1: You think it's the Borg?
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Taking biological organisms and then giving them an interface to get them plugged into a computer.
1: Yeah. At- I mean.
0: Uh, go ahead. And the fact that it can adapt to lots of different situations.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering, um, it's it's clearly trying, so they were trying to take Mayweather, so I'm wondering, would they have even let the Enterprise go? I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, the whole thing was just so dicey. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't trust it at all. I, it was a pretty neat little story, though. Yeah. Um, it, and it went well with the previous episode.
0: It felt very Twilight Zone.
1: Mm-hmm, where it's mm-hmm. like,
0: oh, everything's great. This place is paradise. Oh, wait, there's a catch.
1: Yeah, right, right. So it was actually, uh, directed by Roxanne Dawson. Um, Belana Torres from Voyager. Uh, and she, I've, I've discovered and reading up on it that she did the voice of the station.
0: Oh, that's so that cool. kind of
1: cool. Yeah. little, little tidbit. Um, so uh, we're to then assume that the transmission that they received uh, at the beginning of the episode was sort of part of a trap to get them to come to the station. Yeah, probably. I'm guessing. Um, yeah, it was, it was a weird little, weird little episode. It reminded me of a uh, original series, like a story that would have been on there because those episodes always did have sort of like a little bit of a twilight zone vibe, mm-hmm. like a, a little twist twist like this uh, to them. I think it's interesting that the station started to repair itself again, um, which makes sense. Uh, And it gives me um, a feeling that we haven't seen the last of this, whatever it is.
0: Because it's the Borg. Right, right. Or actually, (laughs) it probably isn't, because the Borg was often another quadrant of the galaxy, right?
1: Yeah, but it's Borg-esque, for sure. In a way, it's actually kind of creepier than the Borg seems a little more advanced actually but um yeah you just always be careful if someone promises that they can fix your car for
0: <laughs> for such a low price
1: i know right it's like if i took my car in and it normally would take you know a month of work and tens of thousands of dollars and they said oh yeah just give us a couple of two liters of mountain dew and it'll be ready in 30 minutes i'd be a little concerned so, I like I said earlier, it was actually on uh, Archer's side this time. I'm glad that he didn't say something like, you know, this is really shows what, you know, when a, a, a alien race puts their heart into it, what they can achieve. <laughs> you know, something silly like that. Uh, it was neat to see
0: Replicators uh, mm-hmm. because they have, what, protein resequencers on Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. It was a it was a neat episode. It was a nice, uh, it was a nice self contained episode.
1: Yeah, that that I also think though, really, it, it played well with the previous episode. It was the kind of continuity I wish we'd see more, where the episodes actually kind of flow from one to the next, and it you know it's kind of like in the previous season we had um, the pajem episode uh, with the the um the listening post and then you know they revisited that later wasn't directly Uh, i remember saying something to you uh when we watched the first season about how it seemed odd to me that they would have something as significant as exposing a vulcan spy facility um and then basically not reference it in the very next episode Mm -hmm. they just kind of played it off, like, oh, yeah, that was not, you know, like, they didn't even, they didn't bring it up at all. So, you know, such a major, something that was, that had, would have, you'd think, have such a major impact on their mission, uh, just was kind of a non-event. And at least this time, you know, we, we, you you had the minefield incident from the previous episode, and that was their, basically their entire purpose for going to seek repair is mm-hmm. this. So it'd be cool to see a lot more of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually you actually don't see that much in Star Trek at all with the mm. ships the ships get into these uh, scrapes with other ships and then the next episode is like, oh yeah, the ship's yeah, fine.
1: Ship's fine. Are we then to assume that by the time of Original Series and Next Generation that they've adapted this technology <laughs> and the ships just repair themselves?
0: No, they have faster warp engines so they can get to yeah. repair stations a lot faster.
1: That's true. Geez. Way to, way to shut shut my idea right down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, know, this um,
0: technology is too dangerous. You know? Yeah, I think so. It's got to run off human or not human, humanoid brains in order to function. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: But no, I really uh I enjoyed it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And looking forward to more stories like this. Surprising little stories.
0: Yeah. Um we're not gonna well we'll see. We'll see about next episode. And I've mm-hmm. I've heard some things about next episode. I've not seen it <laughs> myself, but uh, yeah, next episode we're gonna talk about is a night in sick bay. That'll be mm-hmm. next time we uh have a podcast. A night in Sick Bay and Marauders. Mm. I'm ready. Yeah. Should be interesting. All right. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll uh, talk to you later.
1: Yep. Talk to you then.